The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Come on, stand up on your feet. Take your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 13. Appreciate our worship team. Thank you so much. Acts chapter 13, we're going to read verse 1 through 3. Actually, we're going to read verse 2 and 3. Then we're going to go to Acts 21, reading verse 10 through 14. Then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 14. And then we're going to read the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation. We're going to pray in tongues until evening. Amen. No, I'm just just teasing. <laughs> Forget lunch. We're just going to stay here and read the word all day. Amen. All right. You guys are partially freaked out. Y'all there. Come on. Bump your neighbor and say it's going to be all right. All right. Acts chapter 13. Find verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, what did the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work of which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. Go to Acts chapter 21. Acts 21, verse 10 through 14. If you don't have a Bible, you can go ahead and look on the screen. That's what I'll be doing as well. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus, a who? A prophet. A what? A prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, the Holy Spirit says. What did the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit said. He spoke. Quote, in this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. And when we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Verse 13. Then Paul answered, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And we would not be dissuaded. We gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3 and 4. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Let's all say it together. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Prophecies for what? Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Next verse, verse 4. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for what you're going to do. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. This is our 10th annual prophetic conference, and I am bringing a special message uh, about prophecy. It might be, and, and when I mean prophecy, I'm about the gift of prophecy, might be the most complete message I've ever put together on it, and it will help you. Our uh, tradition, our custom, I should say, is to give notes to you. You say, well, I don't have them. That's right, because the printer gave up the ghost. <laughs> 
So you just pull out a piece of paper and uh, I believe that God has given me some things that are noteworthy. And uh, if you do have an iPhone or an Android, you're able to get, or you have the version app already, you can go to the main uh, the main page of version. click live, type in King's Chapel Wasilla, and from there, it's a live event, it'll bring you up all the notes and all the scriptures that I'm, that I'm going to preach and share with you today. And uh, if you have an Android, actually, you can type in the blanks. If you have an iPhone, you can't. But anyway, that's probably the one and only good thing about an Android. But God's good. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> tenth annual. How many, how many, how many annual? Tenth. Ten, we've done this for ten years. I was here for the very first one. I was here for the second one. And I'm still here. And I'm not leaving. Pastor Alex was here for the first. He was in ministry school way back then. And God moved. I remember that first service. Do you remember that Friday night that we opened? We had somebody hit by the fire of God. I mean, I mean, I mean, they got so touched. It was the pastor's daughter got wrecked by the power of God in the very first service. Do you remember that? I thought, oh man, we're in for a revival. Since then, we've been doing them every year. In Maui, this will be the 20th annual prophetic conference. We do that every August and September. And, and we'd encourage you to, to come to that and be a part of that if you have a desire. The prophetic conferences have changed who I am. They've imparted things into me that, that just could be imparted in no other way, I think. I know the transformation that comes through these conferences is profound. You say, well, Pastor, why would you emphasize a prophetic conference? We emphasize the Holy Ghost. We emphasize the Holy Spirit. That's why we have evan healing evangelists come up. We try to emphasize all the gifts of the Spirit. They're not something that just happens in a back room by your strange cousin or something. We believe the gifts of the Spirit will operate. We want God to flow in that way, to manifest in that way in our midst. You say, why is that? Because it's important. Come on. Come, the Holy Spirit, I need thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Come in thine own special way. If you know it, sing it with me. Come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Come on, sing it. Come. <laughs> so when the Holy Spirit comes, how do you know he came? Because my hair stands on end. Well, that might not be. I get goosebumps. Could be, could be. The cold can give you goosebumps too, though. So how, how do you know actually when the Holy Spirit came... And we pray that he comes, Lord, come. Holy Spirit, move in our service. How do you know he moved? Well, my life has changed. That would be a good, that, that's good. I like that. That's good. I just know he did. How do, how do you know he did? Let me, let me tell you what the, what the Bible says. The Bible says that the manifestation, come on, I was, I was leaving my house the other day. 
leaving my home office, driving. It was about 9.45, and the sun came through the mountain range there. Sunrise. The sun manifested itself over the top of the mountains. How do we know when the Holy Spirit's been manifested? Very simple. The gifts of the Spirit show up. And we know that from the Bible. The Bible says that the manifestation of the Spirit is, and then it lists the gifts of the Spirit. So, we want the Holy Spirit to manifest himself. We want the gifts of the Spirit to, to show up, for God to show up and show off. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. And so we emphasizing this prophetic conference for that very reason. And also, it's, it's, a, it's a correction to dece- deceiving spirits that are at work in the world. God speaks. God is a speaking God. And so this morning, as we look into this message that I preached to you, you will be able to have information from the Word of God about how to know what actually is a prophetic word, how to be able to discern what is a word from the Lord and a word from pizza or something, or thus saith the devil. How many of you know he speaks? Or thus saith my own imagination and a lying spirit that might be on somebody. Not everything's a word. Not everything's a prophetic word. And I, I've had I've had the pathetic done to me I've, I've been a part of the prophetic and I've seen the pathetic and it's the way that God has really always moved prophecy has always been important to God's people Old Testament is a prophetic prophetic books are in the Old Testament it's, it's all through the Old Testament and the New Testament is filled with New Testament prophets like we read Agabus and in different places it's a gift it's a manifestation of the spirit let me read to you 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 19 says this we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the dawn until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts above all you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things verse 21 for prophecy never had its origin in the human will but prophets though human spoke from god as they were carried along by the holy spirit the holy spirit would infuse them and they would the inspired word of god they would write the word and so we all need to hear what god is saying to us how many of you know god is trying to talk to you how many of you know you need to hear what he's saying to you yes how many of you know we need to hear what god's saying to us as a church amen so let's look at the text and we see how the prophetic functions it's a a general word to the congregation there's, there's foretelling and forthtelling. Everybody say that. There's foretelling and forthtelling. What is, what is foretelling? Foretelling is telling that which God is going to do or desires to do in somebody's life or in the life of a body, in the body of Christ, perhaps. Forthtelling is declaration of what did God desires to do. It's just a little bit different. In fact, forthtelling is, is uh, the picture of it, the proclamation of the word is that the, the results thereof won't come about unless you speak it. That, that's that's the, the essence behind forthtelling as I understand it. And a specific word to an individual is given, Agabus is talking to Paul. But how many of you know as he spoke to Paul, confirming what was going to happen to him, the whole congregation hears it. And it was strengthening, encouragement, and comfort to them. 
course, they were upset that Paul's going to go through some trouble. But how many of you know when he began to go through the trouble, they knew that God was in control, even in the midst of the trouble? Why? Because they had a prophetic word, and that had to be pretty comforting. The characteristics of true prophecy are seen. Again, prophecy is for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Right there, 1 Corinthians 14, 3. Prophecy can be a warning of something that will happen, and when it does... You know that God is still at work, as I just said. And prophecy can be a revelation of God's will. Now, I've had this in my life over and over and over again. When we were praying about Alaska, we were living in Kauai. And we were pastoring two churches there. And God began to place on our hearts the desire to move to Alaska. We had a real encounter, an open vision with the Lord that, that sealed the deal. So we were in the place of sort of waiting on the Lord. And, and we, you know, it's like every television program you turned on was Alaska this. And it still is because there's a favor on our state. Because Alaska, listen, that's not just because, you know, they're just getting good ratings. They are. But it's because God has a plan and a purpose, a redemptive plan for the state of Alaska. And you happen to live here and so do I. He's going to do something awesome here. And so our hearts were being stirred. I remember going to a prophetic conference that year, pastoring the two churches on on Kauai. And we had actually at that point just made a decision. We're going to begin to go to Alaska to help with the work there. And the prophet says to me, I see you dancing between two works. There's two churches. I see you going back and forth. It's been very challenging. And that is absolutely the truth. And he says, but get ready. There's a third one. And I'm going to teach you how to dance. I thought, oh, snap, that's Alaska. I mean, you know, anybody that heard it knew, oh, my goodness. Before that, I, I would play this game, the, uh, the, the wild horses game with my son. What is that? We would lie down to go to sleep or take a nap or something and as a little boy. And I would put my ear on his heart and listen to his heartbeat. And I would I'd look up and I'd look at him. He's, what do you hear? I'd be, I hear wild horses. like, yeah. <laughs> And so then he would do it to me. And we had, a, we had this little routine of listening to each other's hearts. And he would listen to my heart. And I'd say, what do you hear? And he'd go, wild horses. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, you got you to make warriors. You, you got you to make little boys men. Amen. And of course, little girls need to be made women of God. And, and masculinity is imparted. And so this one time we're going to sleep, but it's right during this time where we're saying, God, you know, the kids didn't know anything about it. He puts his head on my chest, and he, but he puts his head on my chest over here. I said, no, no, my son, son my, my heart's on this side. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay. So he listens, and he, and he puts up, and he looks at me. And then he puts his ear on this side. So he listens twice. I said, what are you doing? He says, you have two hearts. I said, I do. He says, yeah, this one's Kauai and this one's Alaska. I went, <laughs> what? I'm just like, whoa, that freaked me out. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Jesus, help me. Maybe I am going to Alaska. You know, it was one of those times. God can bring revelation to, for, to you about his will for your life. And let me just tell you, you need revelation. You need God to speak to you. Why do we have a prophetic conference? Because we need the Lord to speak to us. Yeah, we have a relationship with him. He can speak to us. But we're bringing up these seasoned prophets for them. 
Why? Because it will change your life and allow for you even to hear the voice of the Lord more accurately. Prophecy can bring a revelation of God's will. And we see that prophecy can originate in three sources. Pay attention, bump the neighbor, your neighbor, the three different sources that prophecy can come from. And when I say prophecy, false prophecy, and, and real prophecy, the first one is a demonic source. There are doctrines of devils and there are demons that long to manifest through people. And if you have an open door, you're making yourself a candidate for that. That's why we don't allow for parking lot prophecy. What do you mean by that? You're part of this house. Don't go giving anybody a word out by the VW bug on the backside of somewhere where nobody can hear it. That's nonsense. Somebody say amen. There should always be a witness. Amen. And, and really, it should be recorded. Demon spirits will attempt to manifest through people. And you'll see that in Acts chapter 16. There's this slave girl who brings about much profit to her owners. She has a, what's called a spirit of divination. And you study it's a python spirit. And she would tell the future by this demon spirit. And, and so, I mean, she was a fortune teller. And so she follows Paul and uh, I believe it's Silas around for, for days and declares that they are men of God, men of the Most High, who bring the way of salvation. Is that true, yes or no? Yes. Paul and Silas are bringing the way of salvation. Were they men of God? Yes. So it's a demon spirit that's actually speaking through this slave girl, telling the truth, actually, in this case. Listen, false prophets... False prophets don't mean they prophesy falsely. That's not what that means. They could prophesy very accurately. And in fact, the scary thing about a false prophet is they can prophesy accurately, but their heart is not right before God. Their integrity is not right. There's something wrong with them. They've got an open door. And I'm going to tell you something very dangerous. Because the enemy will try to set a hook to lead you astray. Amen. So... After many days, Paul being greatly annoyed. <laughs> I love that scripture. <laughs> After many days, this, this woman with the, with the spirit of divination says, Yay, these are men of the Most High. Oh, the way of salvation. She does this for many days. And finally, Paul's like, that's it. He turns around. He's greatly annoyed. Just for all of you that want to learn about discernment. If you find yourself, I don't mean in the flesh, I mean you have peace, you're walking with God, and then you find something being great, greatly and being, it being greatly annoying to you, it could be that it's not God. In other words, the annoying thing could be actually the Spirit of God in you getting irritated at whatever's showing up. Let me throw this in just for bonus. In Holy Ghost services, somebody said, Pastor, how do you know what's God and what isn't? By the very fact, if it bothers me, I stop it. If it irritates me, it's not God. Somebody falls out laughing, that can be God. It could also not be God. So how do you know which one it is? Well, you just stay prayed up and trust the leading of the Spirit. Not afraid to squash anything that needs to be squashed. Lovingly, of course. I lovingly kicked somebody out of the church the other day. Folded them up like a little napkin and shoved them right out the back door as they were trying to bring violence. How many of you know that's just not happening? Amen. We lovingly kick them out. Amen. And we have ushers that can minister to people in a special way. 
Amen. Come on, come on. The, 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 let me borrow that. I'm going to tell you that the, the, the shepherd, some people think you just need to be nice all the time. You don't need to be nice all the time. You, you need to be Christ-like and to be filled with the spirit. And there's times that people need to be silenced and, and stopped. What's that, Pastor Alex? Yeah, Jesus flipped over tables. He made a whip. We're not into hurting anybody, but we're not going to let anybody hurt you either. Amen. So in this particular instance, a young man didn't want to change, wanted to come to announce the Antichrist in our church. We tried to help him. He didn't want to help. So me and John Duke folded him up and brought him outside because he was just going to hit me. You know what I mean? You're not hitting me. Amen. We're not doing that. You need help. We're gonna, amen. We're going to let the 911 praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's very simple. Do you want change? You know, beep, beep, beep. Do you want change? You know, curse, 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 on and on and on. Do you want to change? You know, cursing, cursing. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hurt you. Guess what? Get off of my property right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. So, demon spirits can use people. Act 16, this this lady had a spirit of divination, and she got set free, and their owners were not too happy about it. And I, I wish we were able to set that young man free. Maybe we'll have a chance, you know. But at that time, he just needed to go. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. The sources of the prophetic. In 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 23, it says that there was a lying spirit in the mouths of the prophets. Wow. It can come from your own spirit or from someone's own spirit or their imagination. We're talking about the sources of the prophetic can come from the demonic. It can come from your own imagination and your own spirit. Well, you say, that's kind of freaky. I I know. It can also come from the Holy Spirit, which is where we want the prophetic word to come from. The people that we've got coming, the training that we give people here, and we teach people how to hear the voice of the Lord. And there's a lot of ways to know whether it's from God or not. And so everybody say the Holy Spirit. From the Holy Spirit. Every spirit-filled believer has potential to prophesy. Every single one. Paul said, for you can all prophesy, 1 Corinthians 14, 31. In Acts 13, 1, in Acts 21, as a seasoned prophet such as Agabus prophesies and brings forth the word of the Lord. And, you know, every gift is released based on faith. Faith. And to the degree that you have faith is the degree that that gift will be released. So healing is released. If you have faith for healing, confident assurance of what you cannot see, then healing is released. I go into some of these, these rooms where we have these prophets prophesying over people. And many times people are weeping and crying. You say, wow. How's that? I mean, they just go person after person after person with names, sometimes addresses. I, I remember I was, uh, we were in one of the conferences years ago. I was in the back. We were serving, my wife and I, Rutkins McKinley. I don't know how he's doing now, but back then he was just a, a sharpshooter. And he stops and says, Karen, you're here. You've got diabetes. Where are you? There's only one Karen in the church that had diabetes. It was my wife. And I was standing there. We were just arrested. I said, it's you. She says, it's me. And she took off. She took off running and headed to the front. Power God touched her was awesome. And faith, faith, 
you go into these rooms, they just, it's the gift of faith operating, manifesting itself through the gift of prophecy. Romans chapter 12, verse 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. The level of faith that somebody has, the degree that they bring forth the accuracy of the word. All right, how do we know that the prophetic gift is from God? Well, you judge it. What do you mean you judge it? I thought we we're not supposed to be judgmental. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> you should absolutely judge things. You should discern things. You should test the spirits. Absolutely. You should see whether something is of God and whether it isn't. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. You say, well, how, how, does, how do you do that? Well, number one, is it true? Is what they're saying true? Many times it can be a word of knowledge from something in your past. And, and then they begin to tell you, you know, you, you grew up on the East Coast. Well, you didn't grow up on the East Coast. You grew up on the West Coast. So we've got something that's wrong here. You know, on and on and on. So is it true? Is what they're saying true? Secondly, is it strengthening, encouraging, and comforting? <laughs> I'm laughing because sometimes it is. There are times that it's very uncomfortable, but it's for your own strengthening. It doesn't mean that you're comfortable. I've had prophetic words given to me that like, I mean, it just rocked me to my core. And yet it brought strengthening to me and my faith. Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So what if, it, what if it's bringing condemnation and shame? Is it from God? Yes or no? No, it isn't. So there's not going to be some prophet that comes in here over this next week. And one week we have our conference. It's not going to come in here and call, call you out and all your sin. That's not God. God doesn't do that. Now the gift can be used. And I've seen it used and have, have operated in the gift in such a way one-on-one. -on -one in personal counseling where God reveals something to me. And I lovingly share with them what God's showing me and they begin to weep and actually confess all because they've been playing church and lying. But that's not something that happens, you know, in front of everybody so we can just broadcast their sins on a screen. That, that's not God. We protect people's dignity and that'll never happen with the people that are coming. And in fact, I know of no conference that I've been a part of that I've seen that happen in our church. I have been places where that has happened, and it's very grievous. It is very grievous. In fact, it's time to get up and leave. Yes. Because that is not the Spirit of Christ that operates like that. Does it violate Scripture? <laughs> Come on, if what, they, if what they're saying violates Scripture, the assemblies of God which we are affiliated with, they don't... They don't own our buildings and they don't put our pastors in place and we, we bless the assemblies. They need revival in America. Amen. And we're affiliated with them doctrinally. They have basically outlawed, for the most part, said it is forbidden to allow for personal prophecy in their churches. This is years ago. And the reason is, is because they had some guys or some ladies, as the case may be, come up and, 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 and be spying out who's pulling in the parking lot and see an Escalade or something and be like, yay, yay, the Lord says, you're giving me your Escalade. What a bunch of nonsense. I'm telling you, people will do stuff like that to manipulate. That's not scriptural. That's nonsense. Oh, the Lord says, leave your, leave your uh, wife. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. You should, I, I, I'm telling you, pathetic. Everybody say pathetic. 
Somebody said, well, I, I think that was a word for me right now. Well, it isn't. <laughs> Yay, work it out. That is, amen, praise God. Is it scriptural? 1 Corinthians 12, 3, Therefore I want you to know that he who is speaking by the Spirit of God, the one that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. You see, in the Corinthian church, they, they were just big on all the gifts of the Spirit, and they just gone off crazy in the gifts of the Spirit. And the reason the Apostle Paul is saying that in 1 Corinthians 12 is that there were people stepping up and saying, Jesus is actually cursed, you know, and don't follow him. How many of you know that's like the Antichrist, man? That's like... Is Antichrist, exactly. An Antichrist spirit would say that. So he's saying that nobody can step up and say that. Why? Because it's not true. Prophecy needs to be weighed by the word of God. You can add nothing to the word now and you can take nothing away unless you'd like the curses add to your life and your name blotted out of the Lamb's book. No, everybody say no, thank you. Is the person prophesying? So how do you know that the, that the gift is from God? One, is it true? Two, is it strengthening, encouraging, and comforting? Three, does it violate scripture? If it violates scripture, flush it. Come on, just go, <laughs> go like this. Flush. There needs to sometimes be a filing of things that you don't understand. And oftentimes, God will speak to you things that you just don't get until later. And occasionally, you'll have people that want to try to share you something that needs to be flushed. Is the person prophesying a person of spiritual integrity? Oh, my, I'm going to punch the lights out of this thing right now. I, I will tell you that I, Christian TV and is uh, tremendous in many ways. And you have no idea the person on the TV, if they're living for God or not. You don't know if they're all with their secret secretary. You don't know what their life is like. You don't know how they're living whatsoever. Now, there is, there is tremendous ministry on TV. Dr. Morocco's on TV. God is leading us and giving us an opportunity to, to do a program from here that we could reach the state of Alaska in a greater way, and I believe that we will do that. Amen. But you have to be very careful the words that you get from somebody who's just, you know, why? Because you don't know them. You don't know their life. The, the people we have coming up, we know them. We, I mean, we know them. Many, many, many years. This is not just like, oh, we just decided somebody's, you know, got a gift, so we're going to use them. I remember a number of years ago, somebody said there's this person who, I don't know, she got run over by an 18-wheeler or something, and she lived, and she has a ministry. It's the, uh, you know, I've been run over by an 18-wheeler, and God raised me from the dead ministry. And so, you know, praise the Lord, right? Right, great. Where, 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 where did she go to church? No, 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 she just floats around. She's, she's got a, I've been run over by 18 wheels, and Jesus raised me from the dead ministry. Where do you go to church? Like I said, I'm a part of the body of Christ. Well, Grant, can I come and minister to your people? Ha! 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 No! Because I don't know where I don't know where your hands have been. Miss run over by an 18 trunk. 18 wheels and get raised from the dead. I, I don't know where you've been. I don't know your doctrine. I don't know who you're under. Or you're not submitted to authority. What church do you go to? You don't go to church. Who tells you that you're off the beam or not? No, 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 no. I'm being led by the Spirit. It's like a Disney spirit. Isn't that what that's called? Disneyland spirit. 
I just go from house to house, throwing my, throwing my dust around. No, they're really anointed. Well, then they, it, listen, there's something wrong with somebody who doesn't submit, doesn't it? Come on, somebody say amen. All right, if you want to talk more about that, we, you just get me after. If you have a Disney spirit, you can be set free. Amen. You got to get rooted and planted. Come on, somebody say yes. Are they a person of integrity? Does it confirm what the Holy Spirit's been saying to you personally? I remember we were going to leave King's Cathedral and Chapels years ago. It was before I was a pastor. I was a leader, and God had opened up a door for us to move to California. And it was, it was right in so many ways. It had a small percentage of off. But I liked the big percentage of right. Does anybody know? I mean, like, the jelly donut was just really big and filled with jelly. It had some mold on the backside, but I didn't really, you know, I figured we could cut that part off. How many of you don't even want to eat mold and spores and stuff? So I just thought, well, there's a little mold, but it'll work. And I was, I was standing in the back of the church. I was just, I, it was a Saturday night. It was winding down. We had a prophet that was preaching. He rushes me. I was by the soundboard rushes up to me and says, the Lord shows me that you're planning to move to California. It's not God. And I thought, holy God, there's no way he could have known that. And when he said, it's not God, all of a sudden I saw the mold was a lot bigger than what I thought. All of a sudden I realized, how many of you know it's fit? a good idea is not necessarily a God idea. And I realized, mm, the donut's not all that pretty after all. And I decided not to go. Had I gone, I think we would have destroyed our lives. My wife can attest to that. There were things that just weren't, come on, I was half-baked. You ever pull, you ever pull a cake out early? It's, it's not very good. I mean, you can enjoy the crust, but the center part's not cooked. Some of you need to just stay in the oven a little longer. Amen. Some of you were burnt. You need healing. <laughs> in other words, you've been, you've been all under great teaching and preaching and full of the Holy Ghost, but you just stay riding like a pew jockey when God's called you to do something greater. All right, praise God. Let's look at the next point. If it's something totally different, so it, is it, uh, does it confirm what the Holy Spirit said to you? But many times God can speak to you something totally different than any thought that you have. And that's why I say don't, don't necessarily flush it, especially with seasoned prophets, people that have been doing this, they flow in that gift, and they, they have a track record. And you hear something that's like, whoa, that's foreign. Just file it and pray over it and wait and see and trust God. All right, what's God saying to us? Well, I think the first thing is register for the prophetic conference. Register. It's in one week. It starts next Friday night. Ready to say, I don't have any money. Well, all the night sessions are free. He said, well, I can't afford it. You can afford to get here at night, then come. The day sessions, there's a cost involved. We've made it very affordable for the reason is that the cost is to help cover the expenses of all the plane tickets and all the food these people eat. They like eating. Prophets like eating. Does anybody ever know what I'm talking about? They can put down some food. So, so register. What's God saying to us? Look, he wants to speak to you. And he wants you to hear his voice. 
And of course, he can speak to you and you can hear his voice apart from a conference. But we're, we're celebrating this gift and we're giving place for God to be able to speak to us over this next weekend upcoming. And it'll be transformational. It will be absolutely life-changing. Invite, invite your friends if you want to. I mean, I, I love bringing people that don't believe in Jesus to prophetic conferences. It is one of my favorite things to do. And so when God calls them out, and they get a prophetic word over their lives. They're just like, oh my gosh, God, he's God, 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 God's God. God. How, how do you know, how, 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 how do you know that? Do you, do, you remember the, do you remember the prophetic word that you got? What did that prophetic word do for you? And when you first came in the church, I remember right where you were standing. Well, it wasn't the first time you came, but that, when you came, what did that prophetic word do for you? It changed my life, pretty much. I mean, did it kind of, it kind of freak you out a little bit? I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, how'd that happen? Well, I just cried, cried. <laughs> like in front of everybody. <laughs> How was it for you? It was mind-blowing. It just really was like, what was that? Like, wow. <laughs> like, I don't know what that was. How do they know that? Like, it was amazing. Yeah. No and, and that's what prophecy does. And he, and he knew it. He's crying because he's like, oh, my God, God's on the throne. And he loves me. He loves me. He's crazy about me. He loves me. God loves me so much. He knows what I'm going through. He knows where I'm at. We want to celebrate that and release that gift. Can you say Amen. amen. We've been prophesied over that the very night before we're on the edge of our bed talking and, and, and those words would come forth. And it's just like, oh, I think I should watch what I'm saying from now on. <laughs> you missed that. Let me run that through one more time. God hears everything. He hears, come on, the words that you speak are many times you prophesying over your own life. Some of you are prophesying self-hatred and destruction. You need to stop it. Well, hallelujah. So God wants to manifest the Holy Spirit through us in all the gifts. And we're emphasizing prophecy in this next conference. And God is a personal, infinite God who's present. Say it with me. He's a personal, infinite God who's present. Say it again. He's a personal, infinite God who's present. And I think that's why... I still weep. I, I go to conferences or I'm a, we'll get prophesied over ourselves. I mean, do you need another prophecy? Somebody said, I've got a whole bunch of prophecies. You know, the more the merrier. Somebody said, how, if, if, how could any of these come? I mean, I've got so many prophetic words. I mean, I'd have to live till I'm 350 years old for all of the prophetic words to come about. Watch this now. You will live. You will be alive a thousand years from right now. Now I'm going over here. This is an internship. Come on, John. It's an internship. It's an internship. You're passing through. Your life is but a vapor. You're moving on. There's an age to come. This is not it. And when you get a prophetic word, could it be that that it's even for the age to come? I think possibly yes. Do you get something from Jesus? Come on, stand up on your feet all across this place. Pastor Alex, if you would help, just be at the at the eye desk out there for people to register after. And I commend you, many of you heard my encouragement last week and registered, some of you didn't. But you can do it today, amen. You say, can, I'm not ready today, can I do it on the day of? You can do it on the day of, yes. Yeah. He said, well, I can't be here Friday, but I can be here Monday. Well, you can, you can register. We'll try to work it out. Mm-hmm, Lord, you're a speaking God, yeah. Oh, Lord.
you're speaking, God. You speak to us. Lord, give us ears to hear and hearts to respond. Lord, even now, Holy Spirit, confirm, strengthen, encourage your people even through this word. Every head bowed, every eye closed, you're not right with God. Want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment. You've drifted away from your first love and you know you need to come home. You need to come back to Christ today. If that's you, give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him. Would you slip your hand up right now? You say, that's me. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. God bless you. I see that hand, son. God bless you. Anybody else? You say, pray for me, pastor. You want to be included in this prayer? Raise your hand right now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. See that hand. Come on, pray right now with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my heart. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd fill and touch and activate the gifts of the Spirit. Lord, it's not, it's not for somebody just to stand up front with a microphone in their hand that flows in the gifts of the Spirit. We're all supposed to flow. We're all supposed to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. So release a boldness and a courage upon each and every one. Lord, that we would learn how to manifest your presence, how to manifest your gifts. Not for our glory, but for yours. Now bless your people, God. Cause your face to shine upon them. Come on, lift your hands and just receive the blessing. Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. And give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. We'll hope to see you tonight, 6 o'clock. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065 or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival. 